Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Sports of the Legend. Along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew, I'm of course William Mamo. What's up, Mac? What's going on? Hey man, how's it going? I'm doing all right, man. I'm glad to, you know, to be spending another Saturday with you and everybody, you know, listening in. Yeah, definitely. Glad to be on as usual. Thanks, man. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad you guys and ladies are here. Check out this episode. On today's episode, we'll talk about the MLB lockout. You know, it's it's official. You know, we're going to miss some games. We don't know how many games we're going to miss. Uh, we're going to miss at least, what, the first two series. Um, yeah, we're, you know, we're just going to find out how long this, this strike, this, um, this lockout is going to be. Um, we're also going to talk about, you know, two two NBA teams that should 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 have been lock, on lockout, you know, right now, and that's the Lakers and the Knicks, as they're both spiraling out of control. Two teams that, you know, obviously the Lakers are still one, if not, in my opinion, the crown jewel of the NBA. Um, the Knicks, you know, they, you know, they've just been on a downward spiral for a long time, but you know, we'll definitely get into to that for sure. Um and all, and then also we're also gonna talk about um, you know, what's going on in, in re- the world of wrestling, you know, with WWE. They had the MSG event that just went down uh tonight. And what's going on at you know on the world the road to WrestleMania, Undertaker being inducted to the Hall of Fame. And um the upcoming AEW pay per view event that's coming down uh tomorrow. We'll talk about that too. And then also, last but not least, we'll also finally give you our thoughts and our review, our spoiler review of uh, the book of Boba Fett. So, you know, on this show, we talk sports and entertainment and everything else. And the only thing we have in common with all those topics is that they're real and, you know, we're really honest about what we think. And uh, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. And, you know, whether you agree or disagree with us, feel free to, you know, hop on the board and call us at 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. We'd love to hear from you. But with that said, what we'd love to hear um, about right now is the MLB Player Association and the owners coming to uh, an agreement. And um, unfortunately, that was not the case. You know, um, according to the Players Association, it was the the, um, the owners who put out a fake, um, put out the fake reports alleging that they were close to a deal um, just so that they can make the players look bad when they don't, when they didn't come close to an agreement. And um, to be honest with you, I think 
I think the players are telling the truth because, um, you know, the league, they had they had so many days. I think they spent like 40-plus days, um, you know, including the holiday season before they, they started even talking to each other. You know, they I mean, they wasted so much time. And then you look at another factor, you have players like Mac, uh, Max Serger, who's who's on his who's on most likely the final deal of his contract that he shockingly signed with the Mets of all teams, you know. And you know he's putting he's risking his money on the line. Apparently he um, he 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 looks like he's going to lose like seven million dollars um, so far, you know, with this this lockout, you know, with with them. You know, with this, with this team, with, you know, with the with the whole lockout, and then third, um, I, I didn't see the press conference, but by all accounts of people who seen the press conference, when Rob Manfred was telling his telling talking was doing the speech the the speech about the lockout, you know, you know, talking about it being official, this guy's cracking cracking up you know, while he's talking during this, this interview, which, I mean, w- during this press conference, which is not a good look. And then, you know, um, and then fourth of all, you know, this guy, he, he, you know, in the past, he referred to the trophy as just some, some piece of metal. And then fifth of all, if you, if you watch this show ever since he has been on, you know, he's been, you know, he, he replaced Bud Selig. I mean, this guy has been ruining the game of baseball. I mean, he's been he's been trying to quote unquote modernizing the game and and making it appealing to a younger audience, and he's just ruining the game. Like he's he's just, I mean this, I mean this guy is the the worst. In my opinion, this guy's the worst commissioner since since Landis, the the first um, commissioner like in the what the the nineteen hundred the eighteen hundreds to nineteen hundreds when when this guy you know, openly, you know, ban black players from playing the game, you know, because of this quote unquote gentleman's agreement. And I mean, that's the only, that's the only, that's the only um, commissioner in the, in my opinion, that, that surpasses him, you know, as, as the worst GM, I mean, as the worst, um, you know, commissioner in, in MLB history. Yeah. Uh, you know it's bad when you when you when you're comparing to comparing uh, Manfred to uh, Commissioner all the way back in the uh, yep. 19th century. Yep. Yeah. 19 and yeah, the 19th and early 20th century. I mean, you know, sure they had some great teams, you know, in baseball with uh, you know obviously the Yankees, the Babe Ruth era, you know, Ty Cobb. Hornet Swagger or those type of players that they had during that time, but the glaring omission was uh, basically, you know, Landis, you know, perpetuating the ban that happened in what the the 1870s, and you know he he kept that that ban in throughout the whole thing, and you know, it was reportedly a, a huge racist, you know, wow. so. It was after um, they had the other commissioner, um, uh, Chandler. He he's the one that um, you know, um, you know, obviously you know um, 
Jackie Robinson, you know, with his alliance with uh, Branch Rickey that, you know, ultimately broke the color barrier, you know, in 47. But, yeah, back according to Professor Watson's retelling of Black History (laughs) Month, uh, MLB (laughs) banned black players in the 19th century because they saw how Kunta Kinte ran the bases with one leg, and they didn't want black players to uh, <laughs> be in baseball because of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you gotta you gotta go back and get another textbook because yeah, that, that definitely did not happen. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. I mean, that would be more of a logical explanation because um. Look at what the MLB is doing to to their product. I mean, they're they're ruining their product. You know, um, it, uh, this is worse than the strike of '94. And you know, some people didn't come back. And the only thing that brought them back was the the bonds and social race. You know, when those guys you know cheated to to you know to break uh, Roger Maris's record in '98. You know, so I mean this. This is another black eye for the sport, and and um, you know, with, with with this this strike, I think because of that '94 strike, that's what led um, NFL to be the more popular team, uh, the more popular sport in this country now, you know, because up until that point, MLB was was America's you know favorite pastime. But now that you think, but when you look at it now. NFL has surpassed in its popularity because of the parity of the league. You know, any 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 season, you know, basically your team has a chance to um to make it in the playoffs, and that's one of the things that they're negotiating that they're gonna have a um, either a twelve or fourteen um fourteen team league. I mean, you know, playoffs teams making their playoffs, and to me, I I think it's a bad idea. You know, I mean. You don't want you don't want you don't want you don't want basically the half of the league in the playoffs. I mean that lessens the 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 motivation of 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 you know playing 162 games. And then another thing is is that you're going to end up having a, a team that's under 100 make the playoffs. I mean, what's your thoughts on this whole lockout situation? Uh, it's horrible for baseball, man. It's it's definitely bad for baseball right now. I mean, you got a league and players and owners that make millions of dollars, and they can't come to an agreement for the fans who enjoy watching this game. I mean, come on now. You know, I don't know, and I don't know who to blame. Is it the owners? Is it the players? Who's to blame? I mean, it's it's it sounds like it's more the owners right now. Yeah, it seems. It definitely seems like it's the. The owners are more at fault here, and yeah. some of the some of the um some of the um what you call it the the owners didn't agree with this 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 um with this um what you call it with the things that they, they they've been doing the proposals. I think I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Cohen and Steinbrenner were were one of the people that opposed it, but uh, uh you know I'd have to double check. As far yeah. as the proposals, uh, 12-team playoffs, uh, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, baseball is already a long season, and you're going to make it longer by having more teams in it. I mean, if they're going to do that, 
then I would propose to minimize the season, you know, mm-hmm. maybe ha- maybe instead of a 162-game season, maybe change it to maybe 142 in that case. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're gonna if you want 12 teams, right? Mm-hmm. More make less games in the regular season in that case. I mean, don't you agree? If they, um, uh, yeah. If, I mean, have a season uh, less games in the regular season, then you got more games in the in the postseason in that case. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, what's the point of playing all these all these games when when um anybody's gonna make it, even though they don't um yeah they they don't deserve to make it right. I mean, technically, don't you don't you already have a twelve team playoff? Because you have those wild card games anyway. I mean, yeah. We, I mean, isn't there already a twelve team playoff right now? I I would I would think so off the top of my head. Let me see. There's the the three divisional teams, and don't they have to? They have. I I think it's five. And now, then two teams have to two teams have to battle off for that final wild card, right? Yeah. So there's five. So then, yeah, we okay. Then it's ten right now, really. Mm-hmm. So then, what then? What would you? And remember, before he, before he, before what's his name? Um, why his name escapes me for a moment. Uh, I was just talking. Manfred did all these changes. You know, he he made he made interleague play every day. He made he made um, you know, the Astros become an American League team. Um, what else? The, the the rule, the 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 catcher's rule, the the second base rule, and then oh my goodness, I, I just I totally forgot about the the um the you know ten inning ten inning you know run extra, you know runner on, on scoring position automatic runner the ghost runner, right. the ghost rider runner on, on you know running the bases, you know. You can't talk to him. He can't talk to you, but he can read the bases when he's stealing when he's stealing a base he didn't earn. You know, <laughs> yeah. so you know, and that literally don't make no sense to me. You know, literally the only good thing that he's done during his tenure was have the seventh inning, the seventh inning um, double headers. That that's the only good thing that he that he that he did. But the only problem with it is that if you're throwing a no hitter or a perfect game, it doesn't count because you didn't you didn't pitch a ninth inning. But my my thoughts, I think I've said this, you know, you know, during that season a few a few years ago, two years ago to be exact, that it's not the pitcher's fault that you know that's a seven inning game. Why should he or he be penalized? You know, for th- for throwing a, for throwing a no seven no hit innings. But but the game ended, but it, is a, it doesn't even count because it's, you know, because it's not a, a nine-inning game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right now, uh, I mean, these uh, these guys just need to come to some type of agreement, man, because um, it doesn't look like we're going to have baseball starting start time right now. We might not have baseball start until maybe the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things uh, if things uh you know don't if they don't come to some type of agreement soon. 
I think it's gonna it's gonna be like two years ago. It's gonna start after the All Star break. Yeah. And who won that uh, season anyway? I, I'm forgetting. Wasn't it the Nationals? Um, it was the Nationals that won? No, that? no, 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 no. I think it was, no, it was Dodgers. Because Nationals won in twenty. Oh yeah, 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 right, right. Dodgers won in twenty twenty, broke their drought, and then twenty twenty one was um, some cowardly team from Atlanta. I can't remember the name of the team. Wow, think about it. Both the Lakers and the Dodgers won in the same shortened season. Mm-hmm. Yep. No surprise there. I'm sure it's happened a million times in that city. And then now the Rams just won. Yeah. And then the Kings won not too long ago. What was it about a decade ago or so when they won? Oh, yeah. You don't, you don't remember that Atlanta team that won last year? It's the Atlanta Braves. Oh, yes. Thank you. That, you know. Yeah. All I remember they were, they, were, they were a cowardly team. I couldn't remember, couldn't remember their name. <laughs> Just remind you. <laughs> was it the same franchise that beat you guys when they were in Milwaukee in '57? Um, I think it's the same franchise we beat in '96-'99, but mm-hmm. hey, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Recently. Oh yeah, that is the same team watching <laughs> swept them in the in the '69 playoffs too. First ever NLCS. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you really went back to old school. My brother back to Milwaukee. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yep. And first the eighteenth century commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, he, he he was the commissioner from nineteen twenty until his death in forty four and then happy um happy Chandler replaced him. So mm-hmm. for those who keep him square at home. But um, yeah, that's yeah. Let, we'll see what happens with um with baseball, and you know the 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 rumors are um you know being rampant that um that uh, Freddie Freeman. I think we might have spoke about this last week that Freddie Freeman, but this you know had and the Mets had interest with each other, and now it seems like they actually might have spoken to each other. Mm. So I mean, again, I don't I don't see that happening. I know there's a lot of rumors saying that he's gonna leave Atlanta, go to the Dodgers. Um, I believe it when I see it, because I could see him going to I could see him going to the Dodgers. I could see him going to the Yankees, and you know, obviously resigning. To be honest with you, I think he's most likely gonna resign with the the the, the with the Braves. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, we'll we'll find out when this this strike ends in in fifty years from now. <laughs> At this rate, yeah. Um, but the good thing about it is, um, yeah, the 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 players are you know arguing for the you know for the um the rights of the you know the the young players. Like apparently they they want they don't want Pete Alonso to lose his um you know his uh, service time because when you think about Peter Pete Alonso has probably the weirdest start in in his in his baseball career um to anybody probably right now I could think off the top of my head I mean his first his first year he was even supposed to, he was supposed to debut a month you know after the first month so he could keep. So, they, so that the Mets could have an extra year of um, service time, 
But uh, Brody Van Wagenen, you know, his only best move he did as a Mets uh, GM was that he made he 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 made him play the the opening day. You know, um, you know he actually you know obviously um, Alonzo earned the spot. You know, it was the way he was playing in spring training, and this guy ended up shattering the Mets. Um, you know, um, you know, franchise record, seasonal record of 44 home runs. Uh, no, actually, what, 40, wait, let me do the math in my head. 41, I think it was. Um, I think that was um, Todd Hundley and, and Beltran, who did it in separate years. And then, of course, um, you know, he he um, became the first man to hit, you know, f- over 50 home runs. And, of course, you know, set the rookie record, breaking, you know, um, Aaron Judge's record, you know, um, and then afterwards, you, you had the, the, you know, we had the, the pandemic where he only played 60 games, which, um, you know, preventing him from having another 30, 30 back-to-back 30-year season. He only hit 16. Um, then last year he hit uh, 37, and now there's a now there's a lockout, like. I mean, it's just bizarre, and then not to mention he's he's won back-to-back um, home run derbies because technically the 2020 didn't have the, the 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 didn't have a home run derby because of the 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 um the pandemic. So he's won his first two um, home run derbies. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens once once this this lockout eventually ends. Do you foresee the the Yankees doing any big moves? You know. Uh, oh yeah, another thing. Before that, Scherzer was criticizing the Yankees, saying that the the Padres um spend more money uh in the you know in this in the off season than than the Yankees did, or in the past couple of years than the Yankees has had. Wait, say that again. Yeah, Scherzer was was saying that Padres was spending more money than the the Yankees were. Wow. Lately. Really? Well, mm-hmm. actually, you know what? When I think about it, I, I think he has a point. Yeah, he does have a point. I mean, Yankees. I think he said they had a bigger payroll. I think that's what he said. They, they, that the um, the Padres had a bigger payroll. Um, no. A bigger I think, payroll. I think that's what he said. Uh, let me double check what he said because I think he was still wrong because I think Yankees. I think Yankees payroll was slightly ahead of the the the, the Padres one, but let me let me see if I could um see what he said about the Yankees. Uh, okay, let's see. Um, yeah, they were. He was criticizing the Yankees spending. Um, you know, by them manipulating the um, you know the um, what was that called again? The luxury tax. Uh, let's see if I could. So find. he's saying Padres spent more. I mean, I could see the Padres spending more than the Yankees. I mean, Yankees haven't been really big spenders the last few seasons. Well, then again, they had that uh, Jared Cole signing. That was pretty big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then again, that was an anomaly, you know, under the, the, these recent years. Because yeah. the Yankees are usually big spenders, but then again, but 
Yeah, other than Garrett Cole, they haven't really spent that much money these past couple of years. Yeah. And even I was saying that they should they should spend the money on Garrett Cole because they they need that guy. Oh, you yeah. know. All right. So. Yeah. Okay. So. Basically, the luxury tax is acting like a um a salary cap because the Padres had a higher payroll than the Yankees last year. Wow. Really. Mm-hmm. That's very surprising to hear. Payroll than the Yankees. I think Yankees like I think I read somewhere that the Yankees payroll was just slightly slightly ahead of Padres, but you know having the Padres and the Yankees payroll in the same sentence, you know, that's Yeah, that's that's surprising. You would but never have again, heard that. Padres have Padres have been spending the money these past couple of years though. You yeah. Know, they um I'm trying to remember I know they they signed um what was it Hosmer, but uh they, they gave Machado that huge contract. Yeah. You know, so I mean yeah that you know the Padres are showing that they're all in now. But yeah, there was like four teams that 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 um didn't want the payroll to you know the 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 payroll to to increase. Um, it was, I think, the, I'm trying to, let me think off the top of my head. It was the D-backs. It was. D-bags. <laughs> the Angels were hypocrites. Um, what was the other team? I think Detroit Tigers, who, which is not a small market team by any stretch of the imagination. And what was the other team? I'm trying to think. What was the other team? Because most of these teams, they they were the 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 same teams that that didn't want um, Steve Cohen to become the the man the the um the owner. And this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to. This is a conspiracy, man. They're trying to. They don't want them to win a championship, man. Now they're trying to. Now they're trying to raise the luxury tax and and make the um the teams that spend the most money lose lose draft picks. Instead of the teams that don't spend the money should be losing the 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 um their their draft picks because they're not even you know they're tanking. That's the only way you're gonna stop tanking. Don't reward teams that are that are um that are tanking and not not even trying to spend money. I've always said for tank. years because people always make fun of the Yankees and people always criticize the Yankees really for spending their own money to get talent. And I don't know how the hell you could do that when you're you have you've it's well deserved. You've made that money from fans coming to your stadium to watch games. You made it from revenue. You made it from merchandise. You made it from network. It's their own money, and if they want to spend it to to make their teams better, they shouldn't be criticized. And then you have these other teams that don't spend their money to get talent or make their team better. Who knows what they're doing with their money, probably investing in drugs or gambling or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and yet they're criticizing these bigger market teams like the Yankees. I mean, it's ridiculous. These other teams should be investigated and they should be penalized. Not the, not teams who actually have their money and are spending it to make their team better. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It's never made sense to me. Yeah, I feel you, man. I mean, yeah, I mean these these teams they're just they 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 want to get the luxury tax. They want to get some of the the collective bargaining agreement 
and make money and they don't even like they don't even invest in the team. Exactly. Yeah, that's like saying, you know, okay, that's like a like a like a big uh company like uh, I don't know. Give me a big company out there right now like Amazon. Microsoft or like Amazon. It's like telling mm-hmm. Amazon, "Oh, you know, you can't you know, you make so much money, you can't you you have no right to bring in more products to sell." Cause you make so much money, you, you yeah. can't bring in a lot more, any more products, invest in any more products to sell. Mm-hmm. You make too much money. Yep. Or the, they, they, or, they made that money themselves. How you tell them mm-hmm. what to do with their money? Or 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 um the WNBA throwing the book at the the Liberty because they're <laughs> using charter charter planes instead of a a, a, a commercial planes. Like they're penalizing <laughs> them like they like they took steroids and and um. And, and and we're gambling. Like that's that's a ridiculous story. A team wants money to accommodate their players, mm-hmm. treat them like professionals, athletes, not like amateurs. Mm-hmm. You know, the WME has these teams uh, fly their players on commercial flights. Like me and you can go on a commercial flight. That, that's what we're supposed to do because we don't make that much money. But then you got, you're having athletes fly commercial sort of a charter. I mean that doesn't exactly. look right. And you want and you want the and you, you know they they want them to have equal pay, so they should be treated equally. You know what I mean? They should they should have they should have you know live live the life of, of luxury. You know yeah. they they are they're, they're elite athletes. If their owner can afford them to have a better you know flight. What's the problem? I don't see. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. Like, exactly, man. That's, what, that's supposed to give them a, an edge, like like they're taking <laughs> a PEDs or something. Like, oh, because they had a good night's sleep on a on a commercial plane and they had peanuts on the, on their flight. That, that's that's <laughs> that's that's the um the edge that they have. Like, come on, let's be real here. That's ridiculous. And they were thinking about um, taking away draft picks. <laughs> And even terminating the new the liberty from the, the from the league. Oh man, that is that is a joke, man. And then what's next? They're gonna they're gonna take away all their titles that they won in the, the WNBA. Oh wait, they didn't win any because because <laughs> they were in the garden this whole time until they oh, they just man. moved to uh, Barclay Center, it's you know, under new ownership. That's what a joke, man. And I guess the perfect segue about jokes in the garden is, uh, of course, the perpetual laughing stock of the league, the New York Knicks. And right now, the New York Knicks, they, you know, of course, they lost. They lost in a buzzer beater to the Suns after they blew a 14-point lead, I think, in the fourth, and had a buzzer beater uh, to beat them. Um, and of course, you know, Knicks have blown countless games, you know, by, you know, um, you know, they they had 20 points leads and they just blow, they just blow all these games, you know, um, you know, RJ Barrett recently was saying that, you know, he thinks they're playing well. It's just that they can't, you know, hold on to the league, the, the, the lead, you know, he thinks they're playing well because, you know, they go on to these huge leads, you know, but. You know the problem is with his statement is that they can't hold on to these leads. Like so, um, I don't, I don't think the Knicks are playing good. I mean, maybe the first three quarters they might play well, but the most important thing is having one point at the end of the fourth quarter. 
and the Knicks can't seem to do that. You know what I mean? Like, Knicks should be leading 100 to nothing, you know, and then they'll find a way to lose 101-100 in the fourth quarter. That's how bad this, this team is. You know, I, I literally would not be surprised. If the Knicks, if the Knicks started the game, ended the third quarter, 100, 100 to nothing, I still wouldn't have faith in them to, to win the game because that's how bad their defense is. Yeah, this is not the team. This is nothing like the team that, that we saw last season. They mm-hmm. can't play defense. Um, they're, not, they're not shooting the ball as well as they did last year. Randall just disappears sometimes, very inconsistent. Um, yeah, and I guess also it has to do with us not having Derrick Rose uh, for this season. You know, he kind of helped, you know, with his offensive game and finding uh, finding guys. You know, he was pretty much a good point guard for us last year. Mm-hmm. And we've been lacking that this year. And we really haven't had uh, much consistency coming from the point guard position. So, yeah, man, it's – I don't know. I mean, the, and especially the last night when Cam Johnson hits that game winner against us um, after he gets into altercation with Randall, who got ejected for the game. I mean, typical Knicks, right? They're leading the, – they're leading uh, – for for the most for most of that fourth quarter, and you think okay they have a chance to win this game. I mean Devin Booker's not playing, Chris Paul's not playing, and they have a chance to win. But then they give that game winner to up to the Suns, Cam Johnson, and Suns end up escaping. You know what for win? It's been uh it's been like that for this whole season. And mm-hmm. it's just they don't play hard, and when they do play hard, it's they just find a way to lose. Shoot, I'll, I'll take it one step further. They've been like this for the past 20 years, with the exception, like I've always been saying, like with the exception of uh, that that 2013 team with uh, with Cade, and then last year's team. Other than that, they've all they've been disgusting these past the, the, for the past 20 years. Those those two teams are the only exa- literally the only two exceptions to the rule. And then now you got the the Lakers. You know, the Lakers are like. They are like Knicks bad, you know. Oh, yeah. You got, you got LeBron James. He's he's getting older. You got, you got Melo. You know who's you know obviously, Melo's trying to win that. Was trying you know he's trying to win that 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 title, that elusive title. You got Anthony Davis or or street clothes, street clothes as um, you know, yeah. as um, yeah, as, Charles Barkley calls him. Charles, uh, <laughs> I told you the Lakers can't win this. This 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 series. Forget about the championship. They can't win this series without uh, street clothes. <laughs> I'm not even. You want to explain that? I call him Anthony Street Clothes Davis because he's always in street clothes. You ain't got to explain it, Chuck. Thank you. Uh, no, I just said what I said, dude. I was just trying to distance myself as far as possible. Yeah, Anthony Davis is always injured. Mm-hmm. Always injured. I mean, if he was fully healthy right now, if he was fully healthy for most of the season, I think Lakers could have, you know, at least had a been a top, in a top five seed mm-hmm. right now. But yeah, this guy just can't stay healthy. Yeah, man, he is he is he is Marcus Camby, Mitchell Robinson. You know, no, he, I, I mean, I won't go that far now. I mean, <laughs> the guy is considered to be a top seventy-five player of all time. 
And, you know, he has the numbers to prove oh, when he's healthy. He's very but, good. I don't know if I'd yeah. put him top 70. But I think he's well, a really good player. He's but. a good player. I mean, his numbers, uh, I mean, when he's healthy, he's definitely one of the, I'd say, players. top five players in the NBA, for sure. Yeah, he's definitely an elite player. I'm not saying he ain't. I'm not going to lie he's not. You know, it's just uh, that he can't, you know, he can't stay healthy sometimes. And he did help them win a championship a couple seasons in that bubble. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would love to see him play more, you know, and not be injured all the time. And then, uh, and then we didn't even talk about Russell Russell Westbrook. Oh yeah, that's another story. Oh my goodness, like, like this dude, like, and I, you know, like I, I've, I've been saying on this show, like, um, they, you know, the Knicks, Knicks have nothing to lose. You know, trying to get rid of Randall to get Westbrook, but. Man, you know, I had I have had the real realization that, you know, this guy if this guy can't even produce for the the Lakers and the Lakers is you know like I've been saying for decades you know even before the show that the Lakers are the Yankees of basketball if he can't if he can't produce under the pressure with the Lakers man he man he can't he, what is he gonna do anywhere else he can't he's not gonna perform he looks you know he looks shot man he needs to. He needs to get a, a fire under him, you know, because right now it looks like they're mutually going to part ways in the off season. He's going to get traded. So, yeah. yeah. This team that LeBron put together, because um, Melo was doing an interview recently, and he was saying that, you know, uh, Carmel, LeBron was the one that courted him, not even the GM. He didn't speak to the GM. He talked to him, and he said that, you know, basically – you know he, you know he was he's he said say less, you know because you're the GM, you know he he's gonna come to the Lakers because they've always had that vision, you know ever since you know Melo was with the Knicks, you know there was always that rumor that you know they were gonna form the big three, him Melo and um uh Chris Paul, you know before um you know obviously LeBron took his talents to South Beach, you know so. You know, LeBron finally made it happen that they're finally teammates, you know, in the NBA. And yeah, now this team is this team got old pretty fast. And then and then you've got the other team in New York. The um the the, the Nets. Last time I checked the Nets were like at five hundred. Cause they had a huge they had a huge losing streak. They had lost like ten in a row. And I think most recently they've lost um, two in a row. Um, so yeah, man, it's not it's it's not looking good, you know, for this team. You know, um, uh, let's see when was the last time they played? They played on Thursday, and they yeah they lost. So yeah, there's what, what is this? They're on a looks like they're on a three game losing streak right now. You're still talking about the Lakers, right? No, 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 the Nets. Oh, the Nets. Okay. Well, you know, I'm just going to go back to the Lakers here for a mm-hmm. second. Lakers have lost two of their last ten games. They are sitting right now in the 10th or 11th spot in the Western Conference. And I don't know if you saw this. They were losing so bad to the Pelicans last week that they proceeded to compete against the fans rather than against the other players that they were playing against, the other team. And oh, yeah. LeBron ended up cursing a fan and 
um, Ariza ended up uh, getting into it with a fan as well. And we have a clip of that. Yeah, I think even Westbrook was arguing with Westbrook. What's going on, Sports Wars? This is Ryan with the RK Outpost, AngusGamers.com, and we have been talking a lot about the drama surrounding LeBron James and his potential future with the Los Angeles Lakers. But in the meantime, this season is still ongoing, and they are struggling right now. The Lakers have fallen to six games below 500, with only a little over 20 games left in the regular season. Right now, they're sitting at ninth, ninth place. In the Western Conference, they are still eligible for the 7-10 through 10 play-in tournament to determine who gets the last two seeds in the playoffs, but this is not the spot that really any Lakers fans thought that they would be in, and as a result, they have completely lost their patience, and now they're fighting with the players on the court. LeBron James and Trevor Ariza are fighting with Lakers fans during games. LeBron James, Lakers, feuding with their own fans in miserable loss. Now, we talked a little bit about this loss because LeBron James left the floor early. LeBron James walked off the court and quit on his team once again, just like he's done so many times before. But now we have some clips of LeBron James and Trevor Ariza arguing and going back and forth with Lakers fans who are tired of this shit. Lakers fans are not happy about the team's skid, and on Sunday, they decided to make that known. During a devastating 123-95 loss to the Pelicans, fans booed the Lakers at Crypto.com Arena, and video appears to show LeBron James and Trevor Ariza responding to the angry crowd. And let's actually listen to this first. Let's listen to these boos. I want you guys to hear this. This isn't just a smattering. This is the arena booing the Lakers. As LeBron James has yet another turnover, of course. Like, there are active boos coming out from Lakers fans towards their team because they, they, this is not what they expected. With LeBron James, with the self-proclaimed GOAT, the self-anointed king, I don't think this is what they thought would happen. And now, listen to this. LeBron James and Trevor Ariza confronted Laker fan hecklers during their blowout loss to New Orleans. LeBron, what do you know about basketball other than the ball going in or not? Shut your ass up. This is the same LeBron James who has had people kicked out of the stands for saying vulgar, mean things to him. But he can go and cuss out fans in the stand who are giving him crap because they're struggling. Listen to this. And you won't be actually able to hear LeBron until a couple seconds into this, so here we go. I think he said, shut your bitch ass up. I think that's what he said. But he's sitting there responding to Lakers fans and telling them to shut your ass up when they're demanding that this team that was assembled by LeBron James, all these players, the oldest team in the league, this is who LeBron wanted there, they are failing right now. And he wasn't the only one because, again, this is the guy who leads this team. LeBron's the leader. LeBron James, he's, I'm a great leader. I lead this team. Well, what he does, so do other players, right? Because they see him talking back to Lakers fans. What do you think other people are going to do? Let's listen to Trevor Ariza. Again, this is responding 
to Lakers fans. What did Trevor Ariza say? If he didn't hear, he says, I don't give a fuck what you are. You a bitch. How about that? To Lakers fans. That's what's going on. And, of course, we saw, we saw what happened. LeBron walked off the court with time on the clock, quit on the Lakers, quit on the fans, quit on this team because that's what he does. This is spiraling out of control quickly. And honestly, if they continue to slide like this, if they continue to struggle like this, how is this not a massive, massive blemish on LeBron James' career? Like the fact that this dude who gets Anthony Davis to come over there, who literally chooses Russell Westbrook to come play with him, uh, you know, Carmelo Anthony, all these other people that he wanted, he got them there. And now there's a chance that they miss the playoffs and, and finish under 500. That, that is absolutely pathetic from LeBron James. But, you know, if something goes wrong for LeBron James, it just makes me smile. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Smash the like button. Subscribe to the channel. Ring the bell for notifications. Share this video out there. And I'll talk to you later. So the, the Lakers identified the fan that was confronting LeBron James. And it appears it was Jeannie Buss. I'm cursing LeBron. LeBron cursed her back. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way it's Jeannie Buss. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. Sorry about the the um the cursing, but yeah, I mean, basically, um, that's yeah. I, I, another thing, yeah, what the person didn't um mention was that um. Yeah, Westbrook was also criticizing the fans also. And uh after the game after the game, um yeah, this was um this was a game that on November what what day was this? Uh let's see, what was I gonna say? So yeah, anyway, um yeah, so basically after the game they asked uh um Westbrook about what he thought about the the comments, you know, if he's gonna take it home with him. And he said, Take it home for what? S, take it home. I got I got three beautiful kids at my house. Why would I take it home? If they boo, they can take they they could take their you know a home. I ain't worried about that. It doesn't bother me none. So you know basically these these Lakers you know they basically giving the fans the thumbs down. You know like all these other athletes. This is this is the the soup du jour that all these these um these athletes are doing. They want to stick it to the fans. But for the first time, it's not my, none of my team that they're doing it. But, yeah, it's just a, a crazy situation. You know, in um, fairness, um, just in fairness, mm-hmm. just to uh, side with the Lakers players a bit, as a fan, you buy a ticket to the game. You're expected to watch the game. You can boo, you can chant, you can do whatever, but don't start trying to get into a fight or altercation or confrontation with the with the players. Then you're crossing the line a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain boundaries that you shouldn't cross, and trying to argue with a with a player or start a fight, and that's going overboard, I think. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you on that. You know. Yeah, just because you you're you're buying a ticket to the game, that doesn't give you that doesn't entitle you to start instigating a fight or altercation with a player. That's out yeah. there. Yeah, 
Absolutely. So shut your ass up. That's what I'm going <laughs> to tell these fans. Just watch the game and, and the, shut up. And breaking news, um, Mac here just signed with the Lakers. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah, you're going you to have to start doing this show from long distance. You'll be like um, Phil Jackson when he was when he was the GM of the Knicks. Actually, Phil Jackson was the one uh, cursing LeBron in the stands, <laughs> from what I heard. Right when he called him, um, he, he called his his his, um, his entourage, uh, you know, the posse or something like that. And he he got tense, <laughs> thinking that yeah. you know, like he's a criminal, you know, like a like a cowboy Wild Wild West kind of thing. But um, yeah, that that's that, and um. Yeah, let's let's shift gears to. Um, I'm never, you know, as a fan. Oh, I've, as a fan, I've never gone to a game and said anything to a player. You know, I'll boo, I'll cheer, but I've never like gone to a Nick game and like you know, curse Randall and said, "Learn, I'm a, I'm a beat your ass after this game." Yeah, you know, I'm never yeah, like, yeah. why? Well, why would right. I say that? But that's all that's all part of the culture we have nowadays, you know, like you know, if you don't like someone or something, you know you know, old school you know, old school ways, you know, you just ignore the person, you don't talk to them, you know, you just mind your own business. You know, you just do your own thing. But nowadays, you know, we're in a world where, you know, basically people gotta confront people. You know, if they hate somebody or they hate a athlete or hate a singer or hate a performer or whatever, they gotta Follow the person on social media. We're not even talking about following them in real life. We're just talking about following them on social media. Yeah. Send them a DM or or criticize them publicly. Wait for the the person to get a response from said um, celebrity, and then the celebrity curse curse them back. And then it's like the person like feel like oh my gosh, you know, you know Macaulay, you know he he knows I exist. He cursed me out, you know. I'm I'm famous now. I'm infamous. It's like people want to, people, you know, like the whole saying goes, you know, the old saying goes, you know, bad publicity is good publicity. But yeah, like these people, you know, they take it to the extreme. You know, the key, the, you know, these keyboard people just criticize people. If you don't like somebody or something, just don't, don't talk to them. Don't watch. But these people, you know, the people who think like that, it's like they just gotta, they gotta voice their frustration, you know. And getting that comfort, uh, an avoidable confrontation, like it's not worth it, you know. Yeah, just just go to a game and enjoy it, yeah. or go to a game and not enjoy it. But don't yeah. get into personal confrontations or yeah, start if instigating you know or starting trouble with you know players that are going out there and trying to entertain you and yeah, if you play you want to game that they love, you want to cheer cheer, you want to boo boo. But don't, you know, come, you know, like, you want to fight the person. Like, I mean, it's not that serious. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, common sense should tell you that. But, you know, what can I say? It is what it is. But, yeah, let's let's shift over to AEW. Um, They're going to have a pay-per-view event coming up uh, tomorrow. Um, CM Punk got beat up by um, MJF. Their 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 um he long heated feud continues and looks like it's gonna culminate in a dog collar match. Uh, but we're gonna get into that. 
Okay, um, first matchup, they they have Hook versus QT Marshall. Um, yeah, I think Hook is gonna win this one. He's been undefeated to to my knowledge. You know that's uh, that's Taz's son. Uh, QT Marshall. Um, you know he he used to be um, part of the 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 Nightmare Family, the Rhodes uh, Nightmare Family before you know Cody Rhodes left the the uh, AEW. We assume to go to WWE. So I'm picking Hook here. Um, Layla Hirsch versus Chris uh, Statlander. Um, hmm. I'm kind of on the fence. I, maybe I'll pick Layla Hirsch to win this one. Um, then you got next. You got the House of Black. You got. Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews, formerly known as uh, Buddy Murphy, versus Death Triangle. You got Pac, formerly known as Neville when he was in WWE, uh, Pentagon Jr., and then Eric Beard, who who is um you know form who formerly known as Eric uh, Eric Rowan uh, from the White Family. He just he just finally returned this week. Uh, this is his second time in my knowledge. He, him being with the company, the only time he was there was when he was for that tribute show for um, uh, Brody Lee when he passed away. So now Eric Eric Redbeard is uh, officially part of AEW now. Then you got this marquee matchup. You got Jade Cargill versus Ty Conti. And this is for the AEW TBS Championship. Yeah, this match should be good. Um, I think Jade's going to continue her undefeated streak. Um, I think she should be, like, at least 30-0 by now. Um, Then you have AHO. That's the um, Andrade and um, Hardy um, family office. You got Andrade, El Idolo, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah... Um, Cassidy versus Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting. In a six-man tornado tag team match. Uh, yeah, I'm picking I'm picking the the good guys here: Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting to win this match. Then you got uh, Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus versus Red Dragon, which has Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. You know, formerly known as uh, the the um, undisputed era in NXT versus the Young Bucks, which is of course Nick and Matt Matt Jackson, and this is a um, uh, you know a three three match uh, three way tag team match for the AEW Tag Team Championship. Um, I think uh, Red Dragon's gonna win this one. You know, solidify themselves. Uh, you know, as tag team champions, um, holding the goal, but for the first time in AEW. Yeah, this one, this matchup is going to be an interesting one. You got John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, versus Brian Danielson, of course, formerly known as Daniel Bryan. And uh, this is going to be a, a one for the ages. Um, hmm. Who could I see winning this one? Um, I know Brian Danielson was asking John Moxley, the the former tag team with him, 
but instead uh, they're going to go one-on-one in this matchup. I, I could see this matchup going either way. Um, maybe Brian Dennison will win this because I, I think he, I think he needs this W right here. Then you got Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Um, uh, I think I think Eddie Kingston will win this one. And then you have this this uh, this interesting matchup right here, this innovative matchup. You got the face of the revolution ladder match for a future AEW TNT championship match. You got Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse, Will Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Wardlow, and Christian Cage. Um, and, you know, the winner will win the AEW TNT championship. Um, I think Keith Lee is going to win it. I mean, I know this being a ladder match, you know, a ladder match doesn't use isn't usually um a advantage for a big man. I mean you got you got like three big men in this matchup. You got Keith Lee, you got Powerhouse Hobbs and you got uh Wardlow in there. So yeah, this 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 is gonna be a very unique um ladder match 'cause you know, you usually have high flyers and obviously Christian Cage is, you know, He's in his element in a, in a ladder match, or you know, even a, specifically a TLC match, you know. But um, I think Keith Lee is going to win this one. And then you got Doctor Doctor Britt Baker, DMD versus Tender Rosa. Uh, Britt Baker is going to put her title, the AEW Women's Title, on the line, and I think she will retain it. Then you got CM Punk versus MJF. Dog collar match. Uh, yeah, CM Punk is gonna brutalize MJF. He's just he's just gonna destroy him. And yeah, he he was um, bloodied after MJF um, attacked him. You know this week. Um, yeah, CM Punk, MJF. You know always you know calls him PG Punk, but yeah, CM Punk. You know he he cut a promo basically. While he, you know, while he was bleeding, um, like out of he was like, he was crimson red, like he was just, like this was like a like a attitude error ECW matchup, like he was really bleeding. Uh, so yeah, CM Punk's gonna get this W, hands down, and to get get revenge. And then last but not least, you got uh, um, Adam Page versus his um, um you know, former Bullet Club um, member and uh, friend, Adam Cole, for the AEW championship. I think Adam Cole is going to win this title. So, um, potentially, we we could have the Undisputed Era, which is now known as Red Dragon, winning the gold like, like they were in NXT. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. This this uh, event is tomorrow night. Yep, tomorrow night. Well, now it's uh, tonight now since uh, now it's twelve oh five as for East Coast people. Yeah. Yep, for East Coast people. That's right. You know, for East Coast people. Um, yeah. Now it's now it's Sunday, early Sunday morning now. So yeah, that's gonna um go down. Um, oh yeah, they they also announced uh. 
Paige Van Zandt. She is um she is going to um sign with AEW. But the bigger AEW news is that um Tony Khan announced to the world that he signed Ring of Honor. You know, and he and he even cut up when he cut the promo he said, No, it's not Shane. He's the one that owns it. And of course he that's in reference to Shane McMahon shocking the wrestling world uh, by announcing that he owns WCW. So now Tony Khan owns AEW and Ring of Honor. And, you know, it's a very smart move. I mean, it just highlights what a dumb move Vince McMahon didn't do, you know, buying the company. You know, Ring of Honor has such history, and there's so many people that went through the um who you know who are stars in this in in, in wrestling that came from aid from that came from Ring of Honor. I mean Daniel Bryan, CM Punk. Um, I'm trying to think, I think AJ Styles was in there too. I'm pretty sure AJ Styles was in there. Samoa Joe. Um. Uh, Seth Rollins. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch. I, um, yeah. I mean, there's just so many, so many people that that you know who are stars to this very day that came from that came from um, you know that came from Ring of Honor. So yeah, and and WWE had a chance to sign them, sign them, and and. Uh, you know, sign the company, you know, to, to buy the company, they turned it down. And reportedly, he wanted to get something bigger, like a New Japan wrestling. So, yeah, I think that's a, that was a, you know, a missed opportunity. And now, now um, Ring of Honor is, um, is going to be revived. So, you know, congrats to um, Tony Khan buying a um, Ring of Honor. Yeah, Tony Khan, he has a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his father owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, well, this AEW, I don't know how long it's going to be around, but mm-hmm. uh, it's not making a profit. And if, it's, if a company's not making a profit, then it's not going to be around soon. Yeah. It's not going to be around for too long. So we'll see. We'll see how the AEW fares in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely definitely need to turn it around, for sure. And, uh, you know, shifting gears, um, WWE, they don't need need to turn it around because WrestleMania is coming up. And um, they had the MSG show. Uh, that went down uh, last night on on Saturday, and basically, you know, it, it was just a rematch of uh, the Elimination Chamber for the most part. You know, you had here's here's what happened. It, um, Alpha Academy, they uh, they retained the titles against uh, Team RKO. Finn Balor, who who recently won the title. Against US Damian title. Priest on Raw, 
he retained the title. And US of course, title. Damien, yeah, the U.S. title and Damian Priest turned heel um, on Raw. Um, the Usos defeated New Day to um, retain the titles. Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch defeated uh, Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley again um, for the the Raw Women's title. Rowan Reigns defeated Seth freaking Rollins, you know, who basically he, you know, that that's what happened right there. Um, yeah, apparently Kevin Owens stunned um, The Miz during during uh, the Miz TV uh, segment. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeated Sami Zayn, who, who lost his title to... Um, Ricochet on Friday Night SmackDown due to interference by Johnny Knoxville, who will be facing uh, Zayn in a WrestleMania matchup. Then you had Ronda Rousey and Naomi again, tag team against Sonya Deville and Charlotte Flair, and basically it was the same result. And then last but not least, Brock Lesnar... um, you know, he was supposed to face Brock Lesnar, but Brock Lesnar, I mean, not Brock Lesnar, he was supposed to face Bobby Lashley, but, you know, Bobby Lashley suffered a concussion reportedly during the the um, the Royal Rumble match between both men. But for storyline purposes, Bobby Lashley injured himself in the Elimination Chamber match uh, when uh, Seth Rollins, you know, buckle-bombed... Buckle um, I think it was was it Austin Theory through the um through the thing that knocked out um what's his name um Bobby Lashley was it Austin Theory was it Austin Theory I, I'm not even sure I don't remember who it was. I don't remember but any case do you want to get guess who Brock Lesnar um fought today today uh hmm let me see I, I would say three guesses it, it probably is someone in the new day. Maybe Kofi? Nope. Uh, Riddle? Nope. Hmm. Got one more guess. AJ Styles? Nope. The answer is Vince McMahon's uh, favorite wrestler, Austin Theory. Oh, Austin Theory. So Austin Theory fought in the WWE Championship match. Well, another WWE Championship match. Wow. And he announced yesterday that uh, that he's going to be his opponent in uh, at, at WrestleMania. Because there was rumors that Vince McMahon was going to fight in a one-on-one matchup with Pat McAfee. But now it's been announced since SmackDown that... Um, Austin Theory is going to be his 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 um opponent. I don't know what Vince McMahon's obsession with this Austin Theory it. guy is. I don't see it either, man. I mean, like, yeah, man. It's like, I don't see how you can. This is not even heat. It's just the storyline is just so boring. It's so corny. Like, could have been done a better way. I understand he's a heel. You wanna, you wanna get fans to boo. You wanna get fans to have negative reactions towards him. But 
it's just it's just lame. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, at least you know with Kurt Angle back in the days and some villains back in the day, it's like okay, you may not like them, but it's like, you know, yeah, they're talented, but you don't like them because they're they're arrogant and cocky. Man, this guy, he, man, this this storyline is just lame. It's like it's like Brown Corbin heat. It's like you're not booing him because he's a great heel. You're just booing him because the presentation is like it's just so lame. I mean, I get it. I get that's what you want us to have a negative reaction, you know, you know. But it's just, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just being shoved down your throat. It's just, yeah. I mean, come on, like, yeah, the execution has to be better. I mean, come on. So, of course, I mean, no surprise there. I know you know who won that match, Brock Lesnar versus Austin Theory. Uh, you going to guess who won that match? Uh, well, I mean, Brock Lesnar, I mean... That's that's a no brainer. No nope, Austin. Austin Theory. What? Psych. <laughs> yeah, Brock Lesnar won. Brock won, of course. <laughs> no way he would he didn't even have a chance. Um, uh, even if they got all the 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 WWE champions from past and present to to help to interfere in this match, Brock Lesnar still would have won. But, of course, yeah. I mean, you're not gonna have Lesnar lose before Mania. Mhm. Crazy. Yeah, that would have been insane if they actually would have done that. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So that's, I guess that's basically it that I could think of off the top of my head. Anything you'd like to say before we head out? Uh, just thank you for having me on the show as usual, and come back here, y'all, and check out Sports Over Legend every Saturdays at eleven, only on Block Talk Radio. Thanks, bro. So you heard that. Check out Sports Urban Legend. Uh, check out Sports Urban Legend TV. And come back here next week. Check out Sports Urban Legend uh, with me and Mac here. Um, he's I heard Sports Urban Legend is making a debut on OnlyFans. Is that true? Uh, don't believe everything you hear on TV because that is 100% false. Uh, <laughs> with that said, he's Macaulay Matthew. Who apparently, I guess, now he's going to have a page on that, like that now. Um, and I'm with Ramon, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.